0: Lock TALK RADIO Get your hands up, yeah Welcome to the show It's Straight Talk with Joe Welcome to the show
1: It's Straight Talk with Joe Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Straight Talk with Joe, Uh, I am Keith Ellerby, um, and also uh, with us tonight is our lovely co-host, Monique Calderon.
2: Hi, everybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are here again. Um, Please keep Joe in your prayers. Um, He will be joining us a little later, hopefully, Lord willing. Uh, but he, uh, has, uh, his, his kids are sick and, and he's playing super dad right now. Um, so, if the Lord wills it. He'll join us. If not, you know, just keep a, keep him in your prayer. Um, and we're just going to move forward. Uh, we have a great show tonight, um, talking about a few things regarding our words and how they should be seasoned with salt to the people that aren't in the faith, um, so, to get us started, I just would like to do a quick uh, quick prayer and let the Holy Spirit lead this show tonight yeah. <clears throat> heavenly Father, we thank you right now uh for the things that you're you're doing in our lives Lord God, we thank you for another show that you brought uh to us, Lord, that you've allowed us to have, and by your mercies uh that we can broadcast again, Lord God, and let the listeners. Uh, Be fed, Lord God, through you, not of us. Uh, Please hide us and hide our voices and let your spirit speak through uh, this electronic device. Uh, We just thank you right now for the content and uh, where you're going to take it and what it's going to do. In Jesus' name, Um, please forgive us if we speak in air and in flesh and just uh, let your Holy Spirit override that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Okay, so... Season with salt. Um, I'm going to read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Um, and it's a common verse that I hear a lot of people that are into apologetics use. And the verse goes like this. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. With meekness and in fear. Um, and what we're talking about tonight is how do we share the gospel with people that are non believers? Um, what ways can we do it? I'm pretty sure people listening to this have family members, co workers, um, boyfriends, girlfriends, even a spouse that is not a believer. Um, and that's a that's a tough thing to deal with. Me personally, um I grew up in a family of a household of believers, so I really didn't have to um, deal with this in close view. How about you, Monique? Is this something personal to you that, that you've had to grow up in um or have you experienced it firsthand?
2: Um, yeah. I grew up um in a household where it you know, we occasionally Went to church, um, and a lot of my family has not, you know, given their hearts to the Lord. So,
1: yeah, yeah, and and that that I can only imagine how tough that is. I actually have a few cousins of mine um, that aren't in the faith, and, and it bothers me. I try to share with them when I can, um, and you know, I want them to to be with us in glory. Um, but it's, it's just a lot of things that I guess block that from happening. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, maybe to address that, hopefully, uh, how, what are some ways that we can share the gospel with non believers? Um, Mm -hmm. so do you have any like, um, I'll, I'll give a scenario. Say you – let's start with a relationship point of view. Say you've been dating this guy or girl for, um, you know, a period of time. You the feelings have grown. Um, and you are a believer in the Lord. You, you have a strong belief. You have a strong faith. You want to be like Christ. But you have this person that in your life that's very close to you who doesn't know the lord and they don't know anything about the gospel what what do you do at that point you have anything you want to add in there
2: how many months have we been dating
1: <laughs> oh okay let's say um let's say you you've hung out with him you've gotten to know him he's 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 kind of a cool friend but then, like you realize, you have feelings for him, and he's not rejecting the gospel, but he doesn't know it. You haven't shared it with right. him yet. Um, what? How? What do we do from that point? How would you go about sharing it?
2: Well, you know, it's all about relationships. So, if you've taken the time to build relationship with this person, right, then. I, you know, if that was me, I'm in this situation, I would hope that I know how to bring up the conversation, but also who I am, you just know that I'm a believer, like, with, with who I am, you know, like, when great things happen, I say, praise the Lord, or thank God, you know, um, I, so they have to have some semblance that I'm a believer, you know, I, I, um you know, I'm very, I'm involved in my church and I do ministry and all of that. And I talk about it. And so, you know, someone having a relationship with me would know that that's something that's, that my relationship with God is very important. Um, dating so, or a friendship type of way, like you're saying with a male, um, now with the ministry that I do with women who are in the commercial sex industry or are exiting the commercial sex industry, um, it's quite different.
1: I see. I see. So how, like, what are some like tips, like the break that I say, you guys going out for dinner and, um.
2: Is this a male it's
1: an or a intimate female? setting let's say let's go let's stick with basic cliche male female um friendship okay. like that can blossom into something more so you guys are at dinner and then we'll go into you know friends like you know your female girlfriends or whatever um, let's say you guys are at a dinner together
0: and
1: you know it's intimate how do you open up your mouth and Start this conversation because this is really going to be really good for the listeners,
2: okay. Is this the first time we're sitting down for dinner?
1: No, let's say this is probably after a few phone conversations, gone out, you know maybe hiking or something, gotten a cup of coffee, a few yeah uh, conversations about past relationships, but now you're at the conversation of what you believe what what, what drives you what where, with you know, how do we engage that? This is the convert- This is the big conversation right here. So all the fluff is done. This is the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this okay. is the cutting board conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, you just at first still kind of have some kind of fluff, kind of conversation, like you know, how was your day? Blah blah blah, right? And then you can. A great question that I would ask is, so, um, do you know what your purpose is? And so we like, what? What do you mean? Like on this earth, do you know like what you're here for? Like what you're to do in this world? And that's usually a great icebreaker because some pe- some people it takes them a minute to answer this question, which should kind of raise a red flag because people should really. You know, if you're looking to get serious about being with someone, I would hope all of you out there, the person that you're speaking to and that you're looking to date and possibly marry, they're going to have a clear direction and know what they're on this earth to do. And they're not still soul searching unless you're young. If you're out there and you're really young and you're a teenager or you're in your 20s, I totally get it. But you still have some sort of semblance of what you, you know, you're you were made for right there's something um and so Uh i believe that once they start talking about what their purpose is or what they feel that they were put on this earth for it's going to really give you a good idea through them speaking Mm -hmm. on where they are at with god if they even have a relationship with god it's it's really going to come out Mm -hmm. in that and then you can kind of talk a little bit more, oh, okay, I see you're really interested, and, you know, you want to help the poor. What organizations um, are you a part of? Do you volunteer at a certain organization or with a ministry, and then see what they say? And if they go, what's a ministry? Well, okay, red flag number two, (laughs) right? (laughs) Now you're starting to see, and they're telling you everything, Um, and you're just kind of throwing things out there. Um, And then you could ask something like, oh, because that's a great way to ask, like, do you volunteer anywhere? Right? Because Mm -hmm. you say, well, I volunteer at my church. You're like, okay. But still you're not out of the woods because how many times do we know that people can be going to church and can be going to Bible study and can be going to something every night of the week at the church, Mm -hmm. but they're still not they don't have an intimate relationship with the Lord, right? Just because you sit in a car, don't make you a garage. Just because you're sitting in church, don't make you a follower of Jesus. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, right, right. It helps, but it doesn't, you, you've got to allow what you're hearing. You've got to put that to work and you've got to be obedient. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would just open up the conversation like that. And then you're kind of going to gauge where this person's relationship is with the Lord from there. That would be my recommendation. Got it. What do you think, Keith?
1: Um well, if if well, I mean I'm I'm married now, but let's say back in my single days, um if if I, you know, from a spiritually mature mind that I'm 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 trying to grow in, um I would do things a lot differently than how it did back years ago. But let's just say you're a young guy, you're in, you're in church, you're in the faith, you're growing, you're trying to grow. You just want to be like Christ, you know. Um, but you're still a guy. You're going to see girls everywhere. There's girls at church, there's girls outside of church. And you, you meet a young lady and you, you, you like her and you um, grow a relationship with her. Um, first thing I would do before having the talk is definitely pray about it. Pray about her, pray about uh, what to say and let the Lord lead your word. And and hang on to um what the Lord has will say like like be kind of, like, how do I put this? Um don't covet the young lady that you're willing to compromise the word of God. Be willing to accept whatever happens after the conversation. If she says, I'm done, I don't want to do this, let it go. If she says, okay, I'm, I'm interested, then we can talk more. Um, we actually, let me put a pin in that. We actually have a caller um I'm going to write this note down so I can come back to this. But please, if, if you guys have any advice that you want to share, please uh, give us a call at uh, 516-387-1427. Uh, we have a caller on from the 803. Uh, just Hello, you're on with Monique and Keith. Hello? Hello? I guess uh they're probably shy, so <laughs> okay, I'll go back to um, the story then um, <clears throat> but uh whoever that was, thanks for calling I, I I don't know if you were trying to talk, but call call back again if if you if you're trying to get on, please give us a call back at. Five one six three eight seven one four two seven. whoever that was from the 803. But um, have a conversation with her and ask her about, you know, what she believes. Um, does she have a belief system? Does she have a, a – uh, was she brought up in a religious household? Um, what gets her going? What, why does she do the things that she does? Um, get to, And just listen See what she's going to say um, see, see what she's going to respond with And with that um, Then you should tell her about Why you do certain things And why you live the way you live And why the standard for you is different Than the rest of the world And and she, she wants to know why Then just let her know about Jesus Christ Let her know about his goodness Let her know about what he's done Let her know about what he will do and What he can do, uh, do. And from that point on, you know grow with her if she's willing to learn more um, if the relationship is very strong, um I think she'll be open to learning what what this Jesus is all about, and show her in a way that is personal to her um, being led by the holy spirit but but uh <clears throat> that's what I would say you know, let the Holy Spirit give you the words, let him lead it, be bold when you tell her about Jesus Christ and be willing to let it go she's not willing to accept that. Um, it's not the end of the world, and I know it's sad, but that's what it is, you know. So that's what I would say to any young, any young man out there that is dating a girl and she's cool and he really likes her, but she doesn't know anything. Just be patient with her and share with her the gospel. And if she's willing to learn, take your time and just keep growing. But that's also a call to the young man to grow into ways of the Lord as well because that could potentially be your wife and you have to lead her as well. So it, it's, it's a, a very big call. Um, moving on, so that's like the relationship. So Monique, what about your girlfriend? What about maybe people you grew up with, or people you're cool with, and they may not know? Um, and we're just going off of people that don't know. I'm not saying they rejected. I'm just saying they just don't know. How would you bring in that
0: conversation with them?
2: Um. So this is interesting because you know I definitely, um, you know I have some friends from my past. Um, not many actually. I about five. Um, that have kind of stayed in my life and I love them dearly. I, I don't really um, um, hang out with them like I used to. Um, but when I have an opportunity, the best, the best thing for them to see is that I've changed and I'm different. I'm not the same person I used to be. I don't react the same way. I don't like the same things I used to like, you know, I'm totally transformed and they all can see that. And they've all told me mm-hmm. that. Now, um praise God that I was around, even when I was in the world, um, I would say all of my friends but one, you know, um, were really cool um, in that, you know, it's not like, oh, you love Jesus, like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I only had one of my friends do that. I remember I, you know, I had texted her and I asked her, hey, you know, I'd really love, love a chance to talk with you. I want to talk with you about something. And what I wanted to talk with her about is to see what she wanted for her birthday. <laughs> but she said to me, if she must have, she caught on that I was because before I wasn't going to church and I wasn't a believer and she goes if you're going to talk to me to Jesus I don't want to talk to you and I wasn't wait 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 wait, wait
1: wait 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 say that one more time
2: <laughs> say that one more time she said what she said if you're going to talk to me about Jesus I don't want to talk to you oh no yeah That's terrible. I mean this was in the world right this was like big time in the world like she was not a believer at all like right and um and I wasn't either until you know the Lord grabbed the heart a hold of my heart um and so yeah that that's what happened with that, right I mean, but this is the thing, especially like I said, with the ministry that I do, you know speaking with women who are working in the sex industry. Um, or who have been trafficked, um, I just don't go up to people and say, Jesus loves you, because especially with the population that I serve, these girls and these women may have experienced trauma from a very young age from actual people in the church. I mean, there are girls that we know that have been pimped out by their pastors, there are oh. girls who have been sexually abused by their by their youth leaders. And so, you know, you can't just come at someone and say, Jesus loves you. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, as it says, you're to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it really takes discernment um, in how you present the gospel to them. And and honestly, it doesn't right. come with Jesus love you because they could say to you, "F you." Do you know? Do you know what happened to me when I was in church? Do you know how I got molested by my pastor? And I couldn't tell and No one believed me. Yeah. But Jesus loved me. You know. So they because they equate going to church or the church leaders with 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 God with Jesus, right? And so obviously mm-hmm. they don't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the difference. And so just being able to build relationship with them and for them, for the women to see how I am changed because of what Jesus has done, because he came in and transformed me. And how do I do that? The girls see me succeeding. The girls see me, the Lord is taking me from glory to glory. And they ask me, you know, what's your, what's the secret? Why are you, why are you being elevated and I'm still here And I tell them, you know, really, I just have to give all the glory to God. You know, God really, he did this for me. And then that opens up the conversation and they go, well, I don't really believe that, you know, because look at my life and look at what God, they think God's done this and God's done that to their lives. And so then that's a great opportunity to share with them. You know, our God, the God I serve, he's a good God and he, he doesn't, he, he didn't do these things to you. These bad things, God is not capable of doing bad things. These things that have happened to you, is, it's because we live in a fallen world. And there are people who do not know God who are out and they're hurting you. This has not, God did not do this to you. And so being able to speak counter to what it is that they're saying so that they can come into an understanding even if it's an elementary understanding of who God is and then you start to build on that does that make sense Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I, I think that's very uh, important especially you know in that line of work it's uh you have to be very careful of of just saying things because people may take offense to it and we don't know people's experiences, especially with the church. And um, they might've had some experiences where the church has hurt them. Um, But yes, it's good to let your testimony be known um, that how you found Christ and how you're reconciled to him. I think um, a lot of problems that, that come, that, that display outwardly come from inward problems. And God changes our spirit. Well, He gives us His spirit, and uh, you know, gives us a new heart and a new mind. And we have to renew our minds daily. And once you have that peace with God, you know, it, everything else will like flow from that. So it's a new, it's a new peace. And and um, I remember one time we were talking, Monique, and you you said something like, Geneva, like, you know, you're praying to God, and you're like, God, I'm your daughter." And you know, and things like that. And, I, and that that hit home with me because it's like we are the children of God, we are the sons and daughters mm-hmm. of God, and and we're reconciled, and we have a heavenly Father, we have a Abba Father that loves His children. And a lot of people may go around this world without a real father or a real mother, or real anything, and people have always beat them down and hurt them, and that in return <clears throat> would just you know make them bitter or malicious towards others or not trusting towards others. But if they come to the knowledge and the power of God and know that they have a father who is our heavenly father, which will supply all their need and love them far past than any other human kin, that will change their hearts. That will change their minds. They, they will acknowledge the love of God. Um, and I think that's the change. And the the change in action is, is because not because they have to, because they love him. We do things because we love God. We really do. We want to please Him. It's a relationship, and uh, I think that's I think that's very important to remember when you're talking to people that are not believers. You don't know where they're coming from because you have to remember they they don't have the spirit. They're not. They're out in the world. All they know is man's wisdom. They don't know anything about the wisdom of the Lord. Um, but we mm-hmm. have the code to 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 give them the truth. And you know, once they believe, let the power of God work in their lives. Uh we have um another caller. I think this is eight zero three.
0: Eight zero three if this
1: is you, holler at us. Uh you're gonna hold for a little while, let's
0: see. Hey, how are you guys? Hey Hey, what's going Hi. on? All right, my name's Kevin. I'm calling from South Carolina.
1: Hi oh, Kevin. what's
0: going on, Kevin? Not a lot, not a lot. I uh, I follow you guys on Instagram, so uh, I I wanted to give I wanted to call in on on one Thursday, and um, I figured I'd call in and and check you guys out.
1: Oh, praise God, man, praise God! Did you have anything you wanted to share about you know how to in, engage a non-believer? Do you have any personal uh, stories of how you dealt with some people in your life that aren't believers in Christ? Um, uh, did you want to share anything like that?
0: Well, one of the things that I think is important for us to remember is nonbelievers. We 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 all started off in the exact same situation. I mean, we we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Sometimes, not saying this about everybody, but sometimes, when we get saved and when we experience the love of God, we can have a tendency to not really be able to identify with people who have yet to know about God, but you know when you strip it all down mm-hmm. away, like god he while I was in my sin, he died for me, and it's the same as the next person, so it's like you know we have to be able to yes, we're boastful in the Lord, but yes, at the same time, we also have to be able to remain humble when we share the gospel and 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 not come across as if we are acting as if we are superior to because we all started off in the same, you know, sinful situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Amen to that. And uh,
1: that's a really good point uh, uh, that God has brought us out of that sinful situation. And and that's an excellent point. We can get so um, uh, caught up that we kind of forget where the Lord has brought us from. And and it's so funny you brought that up because I was reading um, in Judges, how the people of Israel kept going back to their wicked ways and they re- it's almost like they've forgotten what the Lord has brought them from. Um, and then like places in the New Testament, it's like, hey, don't forget what the Lord has brought you from um, for two reasons. It's, it's like, don't forget because you don't want to go back there and don't forget to have, be humble towards other people that don't know yet. So it's just like, mm-hmm. Don't get too prideful because you're now walking in the ways of the Lord, that you've forgotten where the Lord has brought you from, but don't forget where the yeah. Lord has brought you from, so you won't go back to that way so uh that's, that's a right. great point uh
0: sir what, what's your name again? My name's Kevin
1: oh Kevin yeah, yeah, thanks for calling man i really appreciate that Did, did you want to share anything else?
0: Um, not so far, I'll just listen and um, I'm pretty sure i'll I'll have some two cents to throw in in a, in a couple of minutes here.
1: Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. No problem, man. Well, uh give us a call back, man. I uh, are just going to go to the next se- uh segment, but uh thanks again for calling and um God bless. Uh so uh yeah, so please give us a call if you have anything else you want to add. Uh please give us a call at 516-387-1427. Um so we went from, like, relationships. Now what about coworkers? This is tough for me personally. This is very tough for me. What about you, Monique? How do you – you're on a job, you're doing your job, and you're in a working environment. <laughs>
2: now you're yeah. In that that's... Building. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: How do you do this? <laughs> Do you have any information?
2: I was just, just I was just being me. Um, you know, I, I just stepped away from an office job that I was. I worked at a corporation, and now I'm working in a, a different field actually. Where, so we can talk about both. Now I'm like working with people in the state, and so that's even kind of trickier. You know, how to, mm-hmm. how to get the Lord in there when you're working with people from the state, and you know, you're not even allowed to say God. Um. And so I was very blessed in the corporation that I was that I work for because I was just me. I mean, I came straight um, into that job pretty much from uh, when I came out of um, my mission trip. And so I was just overflowing with just, I mean, the Lord had filled me and I was overflowing. And so I couldn't keep my mouth shut about the Lord. You know and and uh what's so funny is that my boss, um who I love very dearly um he's Muslim, and by the time I left my job, when good things would happen, he too would say, "Praise the Lord <laughs> how awesome is that I mean he would just hear me say it so much, you know, and great things would happen that, you know, when, when good things would happen, I would hear him say, praise the Lord as well. And hey, I'm taking that as that as a faith declaration and that, you know, I, I am believing that one day he is going to receive the Lord. Um, and I was, I've actually had, you know, many conversations with him about Jesus Um and, uh, but like within my close quarters at my office, um, I just was very open. I was very open with being a believer. Um, you know, I, once again, I wasn't saying, do you know, Jesus? Um, I may have, if they say certain things, I would be, I, I would be, you know, very kind of jokingly say, what would Jesus do? <laughs> you know, like, cause they're like, I don't know mm-hmm. what is Jesus is. Well, what would Jesus do? Kind of in a non-threatening way, right? Um, And then what happened is I would listen to sermons all day while I was doing my work. When I wasn't on the phone, I'd be listening to sermons and they'd hear me be like, yeah, I mean, I'm very vocal. So I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's so good. And, And they were curious. They're like, what is this chick listening to? And so then it was an opportunity to share, oh, I'm listening to this sermon, and it's about, you know, relationships, or I'm listening to the sermon about, like, not, you know, allowing my emotions to get the best of me, and it's saying this and this and that, and they would be like, oh, okay. And then they started to listen to the sermon, <laughs> too, because they were mm. so curious. And then, um, you know, they would ask me, they would say, you know, I have a friend, and they're going through this certain problem do you have any scriptures that I could send them that would kind of like perk them up and encourage them? And I'd be like, absolutely. And I would immediately, I mean, even if you're, if you're a computer, you can immediately, if they're type, saying the battling depression, you can type quickly in Google scriptures on, on battling depression. And you know, you can say, yeah, here's first Corinthians, da, 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 or you can go in your Bible app, you know, you version and immediately send it to them that way where it's actually the full verses written out. And then they could send, just forward copied it and forward it to their friends. So they ne- even have to do the legwork. And now they're being, you know, the vessels to to sending this message to someone else, which their friends aren't just reading it. They're reading it as they send it, right? They're going to read it before they send it to their friends. It's kind of got to go that filter, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. that started happening. Now, the coolest thing you know, I started talking about my Bible study and stuff, right? Well, I just like, oh, I've got to go. I've got I've to got, I've go to Bible study. I made sure I let them know, like, where I was going. I was le- If I'm leaving early for work or whatever it is, all right, guys, bye. i got to go to my Bible study. And so it's just silly, but you- and then they become curious, like, what do you guys talk about at Bible study or what do you guys do? And, you know, um, I invited them, you know, as well. They didn't come, but that's okay. Because at the end of me being (laughs) at my workplace, um, we had so many awesome conversations about God. I got to pray over one of my coworkers. I actually prayed over two of my coworkers. With one of my coworkers, I I prayed with her for her boyfriend who didn't yet know the Lord. And we prayed, you know, believing that he was going to give his heart to the Lord. And then I ended up inviting her and her boyfriend to an event, like a conference, like a worship kind of a night. And it was then that they both gave their hearts to the Lord. Like I peeked, you know, when everyone was raising their hand, I peeked and I looked and I saw them raising their hand. And, and you know, now they're both involved in the church and they um, are part of their uh, young adults uh, planning committee for the retreats and, and so many things. Um, and so it, it's just, you know, just by kind of depositing Little nuggets here and there sparks curiosity. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um I like how you just were planting seed by, seed by seed by seed by seed. And um when the time when the time came, you know, um it's like our first for the night, you know be always ready to give an answer. You know, it's just like you're planting a seed they're curious about, hey, Monica, what is the reason you're so happy? What is the reason of this hope that you have? Like, what is this? And you're ready to give an answer. Hey, this is why. You know, come, come join me. Come, come this and come that. And you know, that's all you can. Do. And you're, and you're doing what the Lord will have you to do. Sharing with meekness and in fear and being in, um considerate of your listener. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, me personally. Uh, At work, it's a little tougher for me, Um, but I'm, I'm like, thinking of new ways to, like, deposit seed at my job. Uh, I work with a very tough crowd, but um, a little uh, testimony, I I actually uh, encouraged a coworker um, in the Lord, and they said, you know what, man, thanks, I needed that. And I, I said, mm-hmm. praise God, man. And I, and I don't yeah. do it often, but, you know, it just made my heart glad when, you know, I said, you know, let me just share share this with this gentleman. Because, you know, the Lord put on the heart to do so. And when he said, you know, that was kind of like right on time, man, thanks. I, I really needed that. And, uh, you know, I don't know where that seed is going to grow to. But, um, you know, I know the enemy doesn't like that for us to be that light at our jobs. Uh, The enemy doesn't want us to say anything. The enemy wants us to keep quiet. But we have the Spirit of God in us, and we know the Holy Spirit. Once we release the truth about Jesus, people are going to not like it because it's liberating. Jesus had a liberating message, and the enemy wants to keep us in bondage, and we have to be aware aware of that. Um, And I like that you brought up the whole Islam uh, thing. Now I don't ha- I don't think I have any friends that's Islam, to my recollection. I remember I was in college, and one of the first friends I made at my school was a Muslim. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, but uh, he kind of he showed me a Quran, and that was my first time seeing the Quran. It was like a little small book, and um, things like that. So, I've engaged with people of the Islam Islam faith. And it's very interesting to me. Um, and it seems like, from my experience, we get hung up on one thing, and it's Jesus Christ. Uh, it seems as though they don't believe Jesus was God in the flesh. Um, it seems as though that Jesus was just a prophet, and it seems as though uh, Jesus did not die for our sins. Um, and and uh, from I've also heard that they believe that the, – well, I've, I've personally experienced that the that the Bible we have uh, is corrupted. And with all of that being taken into consideration, how do we engage if we have a friend that's of the Islam faith? Do we just say, hey, you know, how, how do we start that conversation? Because we're dealing with people – now we're transitioning from people that don't know about the faith, that – are non-believers to people that are believers in God, in some degree, but they have a whole new theology. How would you approach that for Um,
2: when I spoke with my with my boss slash now friend, um, about Jesus, you know, it was really him kind of opening up. Um, the conversation, saying, you know, we believe in the same God, and and I very respectfully and, and lovingly um, let him know that we don't we don't believe in the same God, because my God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's three in one, and for them they have Allah, right, and then they have muhammad who is the the highest prophet and then below that then they, they do believe in jesus and they believe jesus was a prophet and so you know i i have to let them know well my belief is that jesus is the messiah and that jesus is god and so being able to have a very honest loving conversation about the differences, because if you do speak with um, Muslims, they um, many of them will will try to tell you that we believe in the same God. Um, hmm. But, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily. Well, when I was in the Philippines, in the southern part of the Philippines in Mindanao, there, there it's heavily populated with Muslims. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, there were times, you know, made as a missionary, you know, when I would go shopping, I, I'm not going to lie. I would try and get the missionary discount. <laughs> and so in, in the markets, a lot of the Muslims are, you know, shopkeepers and all of that. And I would say, you know, missionary, I'm a missionary. And so they would go, what? Would, oh, you know, and so then I could talk about Jesus that way. Oh, um, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm at the church and, you know, and so we kind of would talk about Jesus that way. Um, but really I, I've never gone out, you know, and, and, and tried to really minister um, to Muslims. So if any of you guys out there are listening and if you've ever done any ministry, Um, With Muslims, we'd love for you to call in and and let us know how you open up that conversation.
1: Yo, please please do. Um, Give us a call at 516-387-1427. And they even um, will extend this to, uh, you know, if you know anyone of the Jehovah's Witness faith, the Mormon faith, Hindu faith, Buddhist faith, like, if you have any nuggets that you would love to share, um, please, please let us know. Call, call in. Um, we are getting ready to wind down, but there's still time. Um, what, I, what I've noticed about people uh, of another faith is that there's no peace with God, so to speak. You know, it's like the love of Christ is not enough. Um, There's no atonement for uh, Muslim sin, uh, to to my understanding. There's no payment. It's just, you know, uh, do more good than bad. Um, Jesus didn't die on the cross for them. Uh, And that that, that poses a big problem. Um, Because, you know, the word says it. Uh, if you don't believe If you don't believe on the son You're condemned already um, uh, This verse is that This verse John three eighteen. It says whoever believe, believes Believes in him not is condemned already uh, No excuse me Whoever believes in him is not condemned But whoever does not believe Stands condemned already because they have not believed on the name of God's one and only son. And and that's a big problem uh, because God has sent the righteousness. God has sent the payment. God has sent the miracle. God has sent the love all encapsulated in Christ. And uh, without that offering, um, we're dead in our sins. Same thing for, you know, if I, I don't know if Jehovah's Witnesses believe uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ can save. But if they don't, if it's a different gospel, they're in trouble. Same thing with Mormons and Hindu or Buddhist. It, it's all about you acknowledge the love of Christ, that he wants to give you peace and rest. He wants to give you that love, the love of God manifested, which is Christ. Do you want to accept this. You want to receive that gift. You want to receive that grace of God on your life, um, who's going to protect you and provide for you all the days of your life and, and reserve the mansion for you in, in glory. Um, do you want that? It's, it's good. The creator of this universe, the reason why we're able to talk right now, has sent his only son to be a propitiation for our sins. What a, what a, what a magnificent gift that is. Do you want that peace, or do you want to keep finding another way? Do you want to keep leaning on man? Do you want to keep trying to come up with an answer of why we're here? It's 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 the answer is in Christ. That's where the answer is. Um, Amen. Easter. Yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted to say. That's actually my closing point. Um, the answer is in Christ. Ask someone. About who Jesus is Don't get caught up in church traditions. don't get caught up in What you have to do at church We'll get there later Start at Christ Start at the person of Christ Real quick I remember I saw A student reading a book And this is so amazing to me I saw a student reading A book I think she was an Asian student And she was taking like a history test And there was a part in there about Greek, uh, like Greek language, but then there was another part about Christianity, and, it, and it, it was a whole paragraph about Jesus Christ. And I don't know if it said he was the son of God in that book, but it was a secular book, and I said, wow, man. I said, for her to get an A on this test, she has to learn about Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. She has to learn yeah. about this person, this being Jesus Christ who shaped and changed the entire world. She has to learn about him. But my challenge to you guys who are listening, go deeper than what the history books say about him. Go deeper yeah. and learn about the spiritual aspect of who he is and is he divine? Because if he is divine and he is, if he's from God and died and rose again, that will change everything about your life. Amen. Yeah, go ahead, Monique.
2: (laughs) Oh, I was disagreeing with you,
1: Keith. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. That was kind of like my closing point. You can go ahead and close this out if you like that.
2: I would say, you know, if you're, the best way to share Jesus is your life, how you live, your life. The one thing I didn't mention when I wasn't just, you know, I'm not, I'm not this perfect person who didn't lose her temper at work at times, right? Especially with the work I dealt with. Um, And so when I did lose my temper, or when I did say something that was out of line, or I did something that was not the, really the character of, of Christ, I would apologize to my office mate. And I would say, guys, I'm really sorry that you had to hear me react like that. Or I'm really sorry Mm -hmm. that, you know, you saw me storm off like that. Or I'm really sorry, you know, that, that I've reacted in a certain way. And it may not have been, it's, it wasn't towards them. I was never towards them. It was always the people on the phone, <laughs> right? Um, but I said, you know, we had a swear jar, and I don't, I don't really swear, honestly, I really don't. Um but what I did is I said, I'll put money in the jar if I say something that was not Christ-like, or if, if I say something that was that was not nice, or that may have been mean, or if I, I. Um, you guys hold me accountable, and I'm going to put money in the jar. And so that showed to them that, you know what, like, she, she's human. We're all human. We're all going to screw up. No Christian is never going to sin or make a mistake or step out of line every now and then. But, wow, she repented. She said she was sorry. And so then it takes away that negative stigma of Christians are hypocrites we say to act this way and be this way and then we're we're you know not doing that now they're seeing the humanity side of of who we are right and so Mm -hmm. I invite you all that you know when we when you do mess up at work or wherever it is and people know you're a Christian that it, it is our responsibility to apologize for what we may have said or what we we did or how we reacted because it goes a long way with believers because let me tell you if i'm over here telling them praise the lord and they hear me listening to sermons all day and i'm giving them bible scriptures but then they see me pop off at somebody and then i have no remorse about it you best believe that my brothers are being raised but if I, you know, unfortunately, I, I lose my temper, whatever it is, and then I say, guys, I'm really sorry. I, I shouldn't have reacted like that, and I'm sorry you had to hear that. They think, hmm, okay, we, she's real. We can't, we can't, we're picking up what she's putting down. Like, I'm real, so that means being a Christian isn't so far-fetched for me because people who just come to know the Lord, they're going to be stumbling and making mistakes as they strip away the grave clothes you know, to really step into their identity um, as followers of Christ. And even now, I mean, seasoned believers, you know, sometimes, you know, we 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 fall. But it's the fact that we dust ourselves off and and we get back up. And so we are, have a responsibility um, to, to, to ask for forgiveness or just acknowledge, acknowledge that we know that how we reacted or what we said wasn't, wasn't proper right and it's all about Mm -hmm. relationships guys it's all about building relationships that's what jesus did jesus Jesus didn't just go right in front of people and say i am well he could have because he's god but what did he do he built relationships with the people and through building relationships he showed who he was through his kindness through his through his mercy, through his grace, through his healing, through all of these different things that, that he did. And so if we're to be followers of Christ, then we need to to follow that example, which was to build relationship with those who are lost. You know, Jesus didn't come to save the healthy. He came to to save those who who are hurting, and so that's what we need to do, um, and it's all about, it's all about building relationship. Amen. And that's, Amen. that's all I, I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, building off what you just said, I want to leave with this verse. Um, before I read it, I want to encourage you guys to please uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, please check out the website for all of those handles at www.talktojoe.com. Uh, the Joe has no E. It's uh, T-A-L-K-T-O-J-O.com. Uh, <laughs> um, also, if you want to learn more about this Jesus we're talking about, if you want to learn more about God and the creator of all things, please check out uh, www.walkingistchrist.com. Um, it's a great Bible study website. Uh, there's video content, and it's uh, audio. It just follows through with the Bible. It's a great place to get fed and grow and, and just build upon that your faith. Um, build, upon, build on that with your faith and love and diligence and things like that. Uh, but I just want to leave this one verse and just piggybacking off what Monique said. Um, Hebrews chapter 6 Verse 19 it just says uh, Which hope we have as an anchor Of the soul both sure And steadfast and which uh, Interest into that Within the veil so basically um, The part I want to just Expand on is the anchor of The soul Um, when Monique Messes up or when we mess up That anchor pulls us Back to Christ And I think that's the greatest part That unbelievers Um, Can see there's something That's anchoring you to go back To the lord you know And that is The power of god that Pulling back that people can see That reconciliation of that change of Heart why does she keep doing this And she messes up why does she keep Or why does he keep You know anchoring back to this thing That draws her to keep her straight that's The power of christ so uh Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and have a
0: great night. Get your hands up, yeah. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show.